0: Hi everyone, welcome to Careful Tech episode 98, like butter scraped over too much bread. Basketball's never been at the top of my sports list. Pittsburgh was the major league city closest to my home when I grew up, and they haven't had a professional basketball team since the 1960s. So I found myself gravitating to hockey and baseball when I was growing up. In the mid 90s, When the Penguins and Pirates were middling and laughable, respectively, I did adopt some other sports interests to fill the void. I watched a surprising amount of PGA golf for a teenager who had never held a club in his hands. I became a casual fan of the American tennis phenoms, Sampras, Agassi, Chang, who rose to power during that time. And yes, I became somewhat of an NBA fan, even though my favorite city lacked a team. Now, remember, this was the era of the NBA on NBC, the era of round ball rock, uh, cue the music, John Tesh, the era of Barkley, Malone, Stockton, a young Shaquille O'Neal. And yes, it was the glorious height of Michael Jordan's career. There was no NBA star I loved more. No one I rooted for harder. No one I'd rather see win than Jordan. He was super heroic in my mind. There was nothing he couldn't do by sheer force of will. And for the better part of a decade, he fulfilled those expectations. I mean, was there anything better than watching Jordan take down the Knicks in Madison Square Garden on a sleepy Sunday afternoon? So given that context, you'd think that I'd be the perfect target demographic for The Last Dance, which is ESPN's newly released documentary, chronicling Jordan's last season with the Chicago Bulls in 1998. And I'll definitely watch the series. It's well-reviewed and has the required buzz to pique my interest. I enjoyed the trailer, and after the first few minutes of the first episode, I'm in. I can't wait to see how it progresses. But to get back to content that's more on-brand for this podcast, I'm kind of fascinated with how the production incorporates footage from the standard deaf TV era. In the trailer release back in March, we saw new footage, new interviews with Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson and Dennis Rodman and all the rest. And that footage looks modern and crisp and clear. There's also footage from an all access crew during the nineties and that looks okay too. Not as good as the new stuff, but okay. It was almost certainly recorded to film And it might've been in a cinematic aspect ratio, not sure on the specifics of how that works. But then we see the old standard deaf TV footage in the trailer and it's like there's a cartoon record scratch sound. I was surprised and disappointed to see that they stretched it out. All right, hold on, let's step back here and explain. So back in the days of CRT televisions, All sports, and a lot of other shows too, were shot to videotape in a square aspect ratio. Four by three is how it was broadcast. Three quarters as tall as it is wide. Now, when modern productions need to incorporate that old footage, they have a decision to make. How do we do it? It doesn't fit the widescreen format that we all have on our flat screen TVs now. So, best case scenario, in my mind, you leave pillar boxes along the left and right sides. Yes, you end up with black space that may confuse non-technical users. We'll come back to that in a second. But at least nothing gets warped and the viewer sees the full footage. The next worst option, in my view, is to generate some sort of filler content for those pillar boxes instead of black. You'll often see this done algorithmically, where the production takes the old footage, blurs it beyond recognition, and fills in the extra space using that that blurred effect. Other productions attempt to drop a static image in there, like a ESPN logo graphic or something. I'd rather just have the black space to avoid distraction, but I get the need to fill the whole screen. Another option for dealing with that old 4x3 standard F content. And I'm going from best to worst here, in my mind. You can crop the old footage into a 16x9 shape. Now, you'll lose all the content outside your crop, but at least it doesn't get stretched all to heck. And you have some artistic wiggle room here, since you get to decide where to focus the viewer's attention. But again, not the best case scenario, since the original production team... The cameraman, especially, framed the content in the 4x3 box intentionally, and you're inevitably going to lose some critical context. Finally, we have the worst case scenario, which is what they decided to go with most of the time in The Last Dance. They took that old boxy 4x3 footage, likely recorded to videotape instead of film, and just stretched it horizontally to fit a 16x9 frame so we get to see these wide faces smeared across the screen. It doesn't seem to happen every time they turn to the archival footage. Not sure what the source material is in every case. They do occasionally just crop it to fit, but the stretching definitely happens a lot. And the question is, why? The truth is, I get it. In some ways, stretching the content is most likely to go unnoticed by the largest percentage of viewers. As many a thanksgiving at your relative's house probably proves, some TV viewers just don't pick up on a video feed that's been stretched. If you show them the footage in the right aspect ratio with pillar boxes on either side, they'll recoil, thinking that either their TV is broken or that you have somehow cropped off the edges of the picture. So by choosing to stretch out the old footage on the last dance, the producers likely avoid an avalanche of questions from fans about why they messed up the old footage. But man, for nerds like me who hate to watch stretched out content, it really is a shame. What about you? Do you pick up on bad aspect ratios right away when they pop up? Or do you actually prefer to see those black bars covered up? Original content aspect ratio be damned. Well, hit me up on Twitter at Matt Hogger or at Careful Tech. The website is carefultech.net. And if you're listening to this and want more of this podcast, please rate it in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. In any case, thanks very much for listening. And I'll talk to you next time.